Hey everybody, welcome to the Scratching the Surface podcast. I'm your host, Austin Douglas, owner of Ditch the Itch, Poison Ivy, and Mosquito Control Services here in Goodrich, Michigan. And today, I wanted to scratch the surface on equipment. Um, new versus used, pros and cons, paying cash for equipment, taking out loans for equipment, and having a monthly payment, maintenance, things of that nature. And it's important because we all use equipment in our our businesses, right? Whether you're buying a mower or a dump trailer, or if you're buying a new truck or a trailer, I mean, we're all using some sort of equipment in our business. Now, my business in particular, we're using, you know, our main piece of equipment is our truck. That and our computer, to be honest. But we, we have a truck. It's got a very simple setup. You know, we have two backpack sprayers in the back, a tank of water and a couple of hand tools, but we're not using some major equipment. Our major equipment is the actual truck itself. And I personally, I like new vehicles. I mean, who doesn't like new vehicles, right? It's kind of dumb to say, oh, I don't like new vehicles. But there's pluses and minuses to having new equipment. You know, I don't know that you can say that a newer vehicle is necessarily more reliable than an older vehicle or a semi-new vehicle. And why I say that is because when I purchased my truck, which is a 2018 Chevy Silverado, it was you know, a relatively brand new vehicle. I bought it with 26,000 miles on it. And at 47,000 miles, the water pump went out and my truck was down for, I think, two days. And so being a relatively new truck, you know, it was two years old at the time. It was pretty surprising to see that, you know, something like that had been failing. You know, prior to that, I had a 2004 Chevy Silverado, and I don't think I ever had to change the water pump on that thing for 100,000 miles. So I don't know as far as reliability. I think the general rule of thumb would be that a newer vehicle is more reliable, but I really don't know, to be honest, because I also have a 2011 Chevy Silverado that our Mosquito Tech uses, and that's been a pretty reliable truck. It's got 100,000 miles on it, and it's it's a reliable Chevy pickup. So when it comes to trucks, I think you can get away with, you know, semi-new. I, I would want to stay underneath 100,000 miles personally. You know, when I bought the 2011, this was um, two years ago. So the end of 2021. That's when trucks and everything was starting to skyrocket. And I got super lucky purchasing that truck. Um, I was actually, I was searching for trucks. I knew I was going to buy a truck and I knew that I was going to hire somebody the following year. So I had to get a truck. And when I was searching, I was searching, I was searching. I found one on Facebook and the guy wanted like 11 grand or something like that for this truck. And I looked at it and it's like, man, this thing has low miles. It looks really nice. There's not a lot of rust on it, which is pretty rare up here in Michigan to find a, a 10, 11, 12 year old truck without a lot of rust on it. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to put an offer on it. And so I told the guy, I said, Hey, I'm interested. Is there any way to go down to 10 grand? And he said, well, I got another guy that's interested and I'll get a hold of you. I said, okay, no problem. I said, I'm, I'm away. I was in uh, Gatlinburg, Tennessee at the moment w- with family on vacation. And I said, okay, no problem. You know, just let me know. And he reached back out to me and said, you know, these guys kept trying to lowball him, getting himself for like nine, $8,000. And at the time, even paying $10,000 for this truck seemed like a lot. 
It really did. It's like, holy cow, these these 10-year-old trucks, $10,000, that seems pretty wild. And then I started messaging him back and forth and said, okay, hey, you know, I'll be back in town on this day. I'll call you. I'll come see it and I'll leave you a down payment and then I'll come back with the rest of the money. And he said, okay. And sure enough, we came home from vacation. No one else had bought it. And I did exactly what I said I'd do. Went and saw it, gave him a hundred dollar down payment, said, hold it. I'll be here tomorrow with the rest of the money. And we walked away with the truck. And ironically, like if maybe six months after that, I was looking up that same truck. Dealers were trying to sell them for $17,000. So I could have probably sold my truck for 15000 made five on it, and then taken that and put it down another truck. The problem at that time was that there was no inventory. So finding a truck in the middle of the season when you need a truck is next to impossible. And so we didn't do it. I, I still have that truck. It's still, it's running great. You know, I always take my trucks to the dealers to get checked out before the season, make sure that everything's good to go, and we just maintain them properly. Which brings me up to maintenance, right? Clearly, I don't know if it's clear, but likely a new vehicle is going to require less maintenance than a used vehicle. I think that makes sense. But we have to weigh the payments out, right? So if you're putting in you know, $1,000, $2,000 in maintenance every year on a truck, that's not that much money per month in maintenance when you balance it out, when we're talking tires, brakes, whatever. That's not that much money, Right. But you can have $2,000 in payments on a brand new truck in four months. So here's where you got to kind of weigh it out and think, okay, what makes more sense for my business, our cash flow, what we're doing, things like that. You know, it's in and, and, and different equipment, okay? That's just trucks. In different equipment, let's take a different uh, avenue here. So last, in 2022, in the fall, I purchased a 1996 185 CFM air compressor. And we're purchasing that because, or we purchased it because we're going to start doing um, some really niche tree work that involves air compressor, uh, pneumatic soil excavation, root collar excavations, vertical mulching, trenching, things like that. We're going to start doing these services because I see and we see a lot of atrocities in the green industry as far as planting trees. So if you're a landscaper listening to this, just know I'm watching. I'm watching your Instagram. I'm watching all this stuff. You better be planting trees correctly. That root flare better be out. You better know your depths, your soils, your whole size. I mean, I'm going to be watching out, okay? I'm not saying I'm, I'm the police. You're not going to get a fine, but I will let you know. And I'm not going to reach out to you and make you look like a fool. I'm just going to say, hey, you know, have you thought about this? Did you look at this? Did you think about this? And it's because we need to because our clients don't know. But anyway, back to the air compressor. So a brand new 185 CFM air compressor is roughly $25,000, dollars $25 to $30,000, depending on the brand. And I don't care who you are. That's a chunk of change. That's not a $5 bill, right? That's a chunk of change. When you think about the down payment that has to go into that, how much payments are a month. You know, I, seeing how we've never offered this service, I have to calculate, you know, how many jobs are we actually going to get? And with this being year one offering it, I don't know how many jobs we're going to get. It's going to be easier for me to sell these jobs because I got my certified arborist certification, but I don't know how many we're going to do. And so last year I was looking for an air compressor and I was looking for a cheap air compressor, probably 5,000, 10,000 or less. 
That was my mentality. If I can get one for 10,000 that's in de- decent shape, you know, we'll do it. And so I was looking around, looking around, kept finding some, reached out to some people, was thinking about it, eh, maybe this one, maybe that one. I reached out to a lot of people. And when I went to go look for these, that's when they were in their prime season, right? It was irrigation blowout season in the fall. All these irrigation systems had to be blown out. They use the same compressors. And so they're a hot commodity at that time. Well, I ended up finding one that was super, super ugly. I mean, it was ugly, but the price kind of showed that. It was 1900 bucks for a 1996 Ingersoll Ron 185 CFM air compressor. And like I said, these things, they're, you know, 25, 30 grand new. This one was pretty old, you know, 20 some odd years old, almost 30, getting up there. But I looked at it and said, 1900 bucks, if this thing actually works, how many trees will it take me to recover the cost? And I did the math and it was something like seven trees because not only did I buy the air compressor, but I also took it to the dealer, the commercial John Deere dealer. And then they went and worked on it. They checked it, made sure they told me I could probably throw another two to $3,000 in it. And I said, whoa, 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 let's let this thing produce some money. Is it working? Yes. Okay. Let's leave it at that. And then let's make it produce some income. And then we'll decide if we want to invest more money into it. Because what I didn't know at the time when buying this air compressor, I saw a cheap air compressor that worked, was that the parts were extremely difficult to find. They were becoming difficult to find because it's 23 years old. It makes sense that parts are difficult to find. You know, it's like you're rolling around doing your job in a classic truck. It's going to be difficult to find the parts. So I didn't think about that originally when I purchased this truck or um, this air compressor, but it made sense. Just to dip our toes in the water and attempt to do these services and sell these services and actually perform these services and make it profitable, it made sense. And so all in with all the equipment, with our air spade that we purchased, which is the actual tool to perform the root collar excavations and stuff like that, the compressor, the hoses, the nozzles, we have to recover five grand. And so at roughly 10 trees, we will recover the money. But then there's also labor involved. So it's more like 15 trees. Okay. But 15 trees, 15 clients or 15 individual trees is what it will take to recover our money for our investment. So if we sell 20, 40, 50, 60 and this air compressor works, it was a super profitable idea. But even if we break even, you know, at that point, it's like, okay, well, we dipped our toes in the water. We did this and then the thing exploded. At least we learned something. You know, now we're more confident in selling these services. We're more confident in what we can do. We know how to sell them. You know, we know what to do when we're doing them, what to expect, things of that nature. So I think it's okay to take a gamble on some cheap equipment sometimes when you need to or when it just makes sense. Because like I said, we're just now offering the service. And so for me, it's like, well, okay, let's not just jump into a $25,000 air compressor and they go up from there, right? You can get 375 CFMs and those are like 50, 60 grand. And in some instances, those are required because of distance traveled and hose length and things like that. We, we might have to rent those at some point in time. And so it changes. But for the most part, if we can use this one, you know, we're going to be in the black pretty quick on it. And I'm not kidding you, man. When I bought this thing, 
It was so ugly. I brought it home and my wife, God bless her, she looked at it and said, what is that? And I said, what do you mean? That's the air compressor. She's like, you bought that? I said, yeah, I bought it. It works. And she was, I don't know what she thought. I think she thought I was insane or crazy or dumb. Not really sure. But it was just the most disgusting. It was all different kinds of colors. Rust everywhere. Rust holes. Doors wouldn't shut. It was just not a pretty sight. And so what I've been doing the last month, I believe, since I got back from Mexico, is I've actually been somewhat restoring it and beautifying it. Uh, We slapped some paint on it, you know, primer paint. I fixed the rust holes, which I'd never done before in my life. So I got to use Bondo for the first time and sand down Bondo and see how that goes and that process. You know, so I'm learning these life skills with this air compressor, right? Because I can use those skills later on in life. And then I had to go replace the hinges to the doors on this thing, which I'd never done before because I, I, how often do you replace air compressor door hinges, you know? (laughs) for me, it was one time at the moment. I doubt you guys out there have ever done it, but maybe you have. And that was a whole interesting process because I didn't know what the hinges were called. So I had to look them up, had to look up the size, the thickness, and then you have to measure them, install them. And I'm just one guy. So trying to install these really heavy steel doors on this thing, I had to get creative with installing it. It was, it was, it was fun to say the least. It was a learning experience, but now the doors work. They lock shut. It's it's all white color, matches our trucks. So I'm probably going to get either some magnets or some lettering on it. I think magnets, because if I go to sell it, I don't want to have to peel the magnets off or have somebody roll around with our name on it. I think magnets make more sense. So it's just, it's one of those things, right? If I was to put a down payment on a brand new compressor, you know, call it 50% down. You're paying anywhere from $13,000 to $15,000. Or you take the chance on a used piece of equipment. And you put a little bit of elbow grease into it. You beautify it. And it does the job just fine, just like a $30,000 air compressor would. You You have to be able to discern those gambles and weigh it out. Okay, if, if the thing explodes tomorrow and I lose two grand, yeah, that sucks but I'm also not out $15,000 and paying a monthly payment. So in that instance, I'll take the gamble and I will beautify it. I'll go buy some paint, throw, you know, three, 400 bucks in paint primer and new hinges. It's no big deal. Okay. For you guys out there in the lawn care landscape industry, you know, you might be doing fertilizing of lawns and you need a, a new sprayer, a new Z sprayer, or permagreen or whatever. You know, don't be afraid to look at used equipment. You know, it's, it's logical that you want to save a buck. If it can still perform the same service, you know, why do you need new? Are you really looking, do you really need that tax write-off or are you just trying to have brand new equipment? New equipment's nice. Don't get me wrong. I love new equipment. I love when we get new, new backpack sprayers, new, new hand tools. I love it, right? Who doesn't? But there's a time when you have to sit down and say, okay, maybe we should do it this way. So like I said, $2,000 in the air compressor, I think a total of $2,300, $2,500 in the air compressor. I can stomach that if I lose it. It's not, a, it's not too big of a deal. But hopefully, we get out there and we start selling some jobs and it starts to actually create some money. You know, It's a service that we're going to offer that not too many people do. And a lot of homeowners don't even know that this service is a thing. 
So it'll be interesting, and I'll report back on this podcast as far as how that's going. So in other news, um, when you guys are hearing this episode, it will be my birthday. My birthday is March 21st, which is a Tuesday. And I told you last week that uh, the podcast schedule is going to be Tuesdays and Thursdays. So when you hear this, it'll be my birthday. Give me a shout out on Instagram or you know, shoot me a message at ditchtheitchmi. I appreciate that. it would be exciting. I'm turning 31. So past the old 3-0 and moving on up closer to the four zeros, which I don't know quite what to think about that, but I can't stop it. So bring it on. And then in other news, the Poison Ivy Academy seems to be catching some some people's eyes recently, which is really cool. Uh, a couple of shout outs to a couple of guys. Humberto is mi amigo. He's my friend. Um, he reached out to me. We were talking, I think I was down in Mexico and we were talking about Mexico. He, he saw, I think some stories I had when I was down there and he was reaching out and he purchased uh, my poison Ivy identification course, which we're actively building this year. If you guys are interested, come on in and join and provide some feedback and get a huge discount while doing it and save yourself some, some itchy nastiness from Poison Ivy. But he purchased the course and then also because we were speaking Spanish, it just made me think. It's like, well, I need to start offering these courses in Spanish. Like, what the heck? I speak Spanish. And so because of Humberto, I am out there actively attempting to create these courses in Spanish. So, para toda mi gente que habla español, espero un ratito y me voy a hacer los cursos en español también. Porque yo no quiero olvidar ustedes. And so, another shout out to Gilberto, my friend down in Texas. He actually just purchased the uh, the monthly payment plan for access to the crash course on the site, which is awesome. I'm super excited to hear some feedback from him. I put a lot of time into that course and a lot of thought process trying to condense 10 years of education and knowledge of what I do with poison ivy remediation. And so it'll be interesting to see what Hilberto says. Um, I'm looking forward to his feedback. And if you guys are interested in offering, you know, poison ivy remediation services in your lawn or landscape business, you know, please feel free to head over to the poison ivy Academy. We have courses, we have two options. One is a lifetime access to the, the program which will continuously update. That's for $597. And then we also have a kind of a, a pay-as-you-go plan, which is $47 for a non-refundable setup fee, and then $57 a month. And I wanted to make it accessible to everyone, right? I put out a poll on Instagram, and I got various feedbacks. You know, some people said, you know, $197 is what they'd be willing to pay f- to learn the skill set. Some people said $597, and some people wanted it for free. Well, if you want it for free, it's gonna you're gonna have to learn through Instagram and various videos, and it's gonna take you longer in the long run because you can learn how to do the service, but there's a lot of stuff on the back end that you might not be aware of that you have to take care of. So huge shout out to those guys for contributing, and I'm looking forward to investing back into them. I hope that they take the information and run with it. You know, Humberto he sent me a message on uh, Instagram and he said, uh, you know. Your your first video, which how we're laying it out in the identification course is, you know, I'm uploading videos kind of weekly, bi-weekly as the Poison Ivy's changing. And he sent me a picture, a couple pictures, and he said, your video, your first video helped me identify this stuff growing on my deck, which 
How awesome is that, right? Instantly, the skills and the little bit of knowledge and wisdom that was in that video helped him find this stuff on his deck. And so now I'm, I'm sure he's going to want to know how to kill it and how to remove it safely, which not a lot of people know how to do. So that's that's awesome. I'm so glad that it helped you, Humberto. And yeah, what else? Compressors complete. Get gearing up for the season. We've been doing uh, mosquito prepay clients left and right. I had two more clients prepay today, which was awesome. And I tell you what, last week we talked about you know technology and how it you can leverage it to save time. And I'll go back to Jobber. I'm pushing them a lot, but I thoroughly believe in their software and what they're doing. You know, I was sitting on my couch today. I was playing with my son, and I had two emails come in almost back to back. And hey, pre or your your quote was paid. Your required deposit was paid. Two of them back to back, and it's like boom! I wasn't even thinking about this. How awesome is that? And so, it's just technology can save you so much time, right? What Jabber did in that situation is they sent out an automated reminder, and you can set these up according to. To your specifications. I think I have mine as a quote reminder three days later and then one 10 days later. And I might adjust that this year, to be honest. I might do a day after and then I might do five days or maybe a week after just to keep it top of mind versus 10 days. 10 days is quite a bit of quite a ways away. But, you know, probably one of those reminders hit those people's emails and they said, oh, crap, I got to pay for this. And then instantly, boom. So we got two two approvals for that. We're approving a lot of previous clients, which is awesome. We haven't lost too many. Some people haven't reached back out, but, you know, it's just a couple phone calls saying, hey, here's what we're doing. But it's exciting, man. The season is upon us. We're going to have a warm-up come up, which is super awesome. That means that, you know, I'll be able to record more content for the courses. And then also that means that we're going to be in spring rush here shortly. Soon the grass will be growing. People will be doing uh, landscaping work, mulch installs. I mean, it's going to, it's going to come on like a fire hose. It really is. And (laughs) it always is. It's a fire hose. I mean, my phone's been relatively silent when it comes to poison ivy. And typically I get some calls in March and April about it and the schedule starts to fill up. But it's been so cold recently that no one's been outside. We haven't had like a a 60 or 70 degree random weekend where people go outside and do yard work and catch poison ivy. So we're waiting on that, but that's around the corner. Like I said, when we're in the 50s and 40s, people get outside and they start to clean up the branches and whatnot from the ice storms we had this winter, the calls will start coming in. So that's one thing that I don't really worry about anymore. I used to, is that the the calls won't come in. They do. Because people that have a problem and want it solved go to the internet and they search for who will solve their problems. And if you're running your business correctly and you're acquiring Google reviews and you're climbing the Google review ladder and you're climbing in the organic searches, you will be up there and you will be one of the top people that they call. So right now in my area, we have the the most five-star reviews and we are number one when people search. Now, for SEO purposes, we're probably number two just because of our name, right? Our competitor has Poison Ivy right in their name. But as far as reviews go, you know, they look at them, they look at us, they look on Google and says five plus years in business and us three plus years, but we have double the reviews almost. You know, they're going to call the top reviewed company. And here's another thing too, you know, we are more expensive than they are. 
as far as what we charge. And I don't mind that because if those people want to go with a, with a cheaper company, then they will get a cheaper service. It, but And it, it it's really amazing. I know we'll talk about this in a different podcast episode, but when you price yourself higher and you get less clients, you can actually pounce on the work faster than your competitors. So whereas some people might say we're booked up six months in advance, you know, to some people that might sound cool, but the reality is, would you rather be six months booked in advance or would you rather be like lickety split there and charge double? We don't, we don't charge double. Okay. I'm not saying that, but just proving the point that you could have an open schedule and charge X amount more and still make more money. You'll have less clients, less headaches. They'll be happy because you got there faster. I mean, I've had clients call me where it's like, oh, we can be there tomorrow. And they were like, you can be here tomorrow? Yeah, we can be there tomorrow. The other company told me that they couldn't be out here for four weeks. Well, why is that? Right? They're not breaking up. Uh, I won't go into that. But I thoroughly believe that you should charge more which allows you to have some time so that you can pounce on certain opportunities, right? So I hope you guys got some value out of this. I know it's kind of like a little mini rants, kind of therapy session, kind of just talking about life. Um, but it's, it's been good, man. Life's been good. It's nice. It's nice for me to finally see money coming into the accounts instead of going out because for half of the year, money's going out of the accounts. And so to see it come back in, it's like a sigh of relief. Like, Oh, okay. Yeah, it's starting again. All right. It just hurts. I mean, you get to a certain point in your accounts, and then all of a sudden you just start to see it tip and trickle away. And it just, anybody, it hurts, right? My wife, she always says that, you know, she sees 10,000 in the account or whatever. And then all of a sudden it goes, starts going down. She's like, no, don't do this. And that was her goal when she was working before we had a son, before we had our child. Uh, she's like, I just want my account to be at 10 grand and, and stay there. And then all of a sudden she stops working and has a kid and it starts to trickle down and whatnot. But you know, it is what it is. It's life, right? Ups and downs. So yeah, I think that's going to wrap up this episode. Um, other than that, if you guys are interested in knowing how, how to identify poison ivy, we have a free presentation. Um, you can just look that up on the poison ivy Academy. I forget the URL at the top of my head right now. But we have it. It's out there. If not, if you want it, it'll probably be in the show notes because I'll remember and put it down there. Um, And then if you want to learn how to actually offer these services within your company, we also have that as well. So please feel free to look down in the description below. Let me know if you got any value out of this. I think there's Spotify. I don't know if Apple does this, but Spotify put in like a Q&A or, you know, did you get value? Always love reviews. So if you can do that, that'd be awesome. And then I, we will have another episode for you on Thursday. So hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys are getting ready for the spring rush because it is a coming. And other than that, take care and God bless.